In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 121 and all the way back from 1978. This is Elvis. What? Costello. No, this Costello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were thinking about That's the Elvis you were thinking about. I'll tell you what. I went and saw that Elvis movie. Cannot tell you how disappointed I was. <laughs> I was I was the same way. I haven't I was, seen it yet. Yeah, I watched it on the plane and I only got through half of it. I'm like, eh, this can. No, 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 no. I mean, I thought it was about Elvis Costello. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Elvis. It's got to be about Elvis Costello, right? Elvis yeah. Costello, Boz Lerman joint. I'm in. I kept, I kept waiting. I kept waiting for Elvis Costello to show up. I was like, yeah, okay, let's get rid of these guys who are talking so much. My God, they're playing so much Elvis Presley music. I don't care about that. Um, and then I stood up in the theater and I go, guys, this is about Elvis Presley. Uh, and nobody was there, of course. The movie did not do well. So, um, listen. <laughs> listen. I, I actually did watch that movie with Jenny through three different sittings, of course, because we can only watch things in like 20-minute chunks. And about halfway through the movie, she goes, I think that's Tom Hanks. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean the main character? <laughs> Who's playing the colonel? Yes, I would say that is Tom Hanks. I definitely would say that. How, how could she have known that it was Tom Hanks in that movie? Where would she have found such information? Well, I didn't want to say this, but she said, I thought he was on that island because we had watched part of Castaway and not finished it. So she thought it was, he was still there. She, oh, so spoiler alert. Yeah. She didn't know that he she got did. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, the title is just Castaway. It's not like Castaway yeah. and come back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. You just think he's probably stuck. The worst part of that movie is when he gets back and you're like, oh, this is just a normal life now. And it's like, oh, my, his wife left him. Like, oh, yeah. Who cares? I want to see this guy try to fuck a volleyball on the island or whatever the movie was. I kind of made it part, part of it. I fell asleep, I think. Had a fever dream. Isn't Boz Lerman the same guy who did Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen? Why would anyone think that guy's capable of making a good movie? <laughs> I can't believe. Free well, to wear sunscreen. And remember, always wear sunscreen. <laughs> my favorite story about Boz Lerman, of course, is that when he tried to tackle Bo Jackson and was yes. totally run over, like that was crazy to me. Trucked. He, I mean, that, you did not see that coming. And then, then he got this whole other career, which I think is great. Listen, we're talking about Elvis Costello's it's this such year's a niche model. Joke, but I know we have listeners who will get it. Manny's going to love that one in the shower. But of course, this year's uh, this year's model is a B seventeen bomber that's covered in rubber cement because uh, your mom bought it for you and you tried to build it and you fucked it up almost immediately. That's too real. Too real. That's too real. It's too close to home. But because your mom bought it and uh, you built it, it stayed in your room for the, your entire childhood. And so every morning you woke up and looked at this thing that you built that was totally fucked up beyond repair, and it reminds real. you what a failure you are. So, but it's an interesting time to think of a time where you just had a store that just sold models. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, what does this store sell models? Oh, it's just a store that exists. Like they sell enough models to make like, how much is that guy working? They're getting paid where he's like, Oh yeah, this is a Porsche. I mean, it's, now it's like it's, only the gift shop at the air museum where you can actually buy a model in a store. Yeah, no, I it's, it's, that's the thing though, is that like, sometimes I think like, should my kids be building models to have the same child that I had? And then I'm like, no, absolutely not. Models are not for kids. They're fucking hard to build. They were almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like they just made me feel like shit every time. Matt, you seem like you maybe were a model guy. Were you a model guy? Did you build models? Uh, I don't know. Like I know, I know we used to make rockets, right? So you can go up to the park and set them off. Yeah. And watch them explode and float into the neighbor's yard and stuff like that. But, you know, that's about as far as I got. That's that is, that's some Richfield shit right there. The parachute comes out and you're just like, well, that thing's fucking gone. I have no idea where yeah. that went. 
That was a fun day. Thanks a lot. That's on. That's sitting on sixty-two right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, let's get right into it. Let's get in, guys. We we don't have any more time to waste. We have to get into this, okay? So let's talk about uh, what we're going to talk about, which is, of course, Elvis Costello. Now, Elvis Costello is famous for being played on the radio. Now, of course, my favorite radio station is K-Rob, and sometimes I like to just turn it on and see oh, what's dear. there. Do you ever turn it on and it's just commercials? Because that's isn't that the worst? Like when you you just want to hear some music and you get to a radio station and then it's just, just commercials for like four terrible, minutes. That's right? the worst. I guess they all got to eat, but damn. My, when I watch YouTube now without an ad blocker on and there's commercials, I'm like, what? I'm like, who lives like this? These are this 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 shit's for the birds. I do not like it at all. Or like watching a sporting event and the commercials come on, you're like, what? What is going on? Of course, all the commercials I see are in Russian due to the streams I watch. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when you want to listen to a music podcast and then the next hour and a half happens, right? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> listen, I had some thoughts about models. I had to get out. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's turn on K Rob, K R O B. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob, K R O B. Now, the other week, I tried to do something nice and shout out some of our listeners. And our listeners were a real pain in the ass about it. In fact, they texted Matt that I forgot some of them so you inspired me to make a song and if i forgot you please call and leave a voicemail don't just call matt oh yeah i made a song about the listeners there were some omissions there people were left off the list texting matt and they were pissed so i wrote this song to say <laughs> yes. i am kind of sorry here's Ooh. a song that's for all the dumb shits i ignored i'll make it up <laughs> to all the food freaks who i forgot Please don't yeah, get me mad at me. So we start with Aaron, my sister Suzanne. Then there is Melissa, complimentary moviegoer. Then there, there is replacement nut, Joe and Steve from Ola. Made it up. Yes. have previous fail. Now call up <laughs> and leave us a voicemail. When you want to hear about I had, the I had a choice to make there. I could either do one more verse, but I did not think of enough people. I could not think of enough listeners to do one more verse. So I had to, I had to close well, it. Well, don't worry, Rob. I'll get a text about it. Oh, and I'll tell you who you missed and you can do another song. Did you get Matt's mother-in-law? New bit. She was on the first one. She was on the first one. Beck did it better. Welcome to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about Elvis Costello, and I have an announcement to make before we start. Number one, I was going to announce that we're going to try to make this podcast an hour and 15 minutes. That is out the window. We're done with that after this great model talk we had earlier. Okay, if it didn't get edited out, that's we talked a lot about models, and it was awesome. And I would say uh, it was like eight to one scale. Uh, how I thought that would come together. I thought that would come together when I said it, and it really didn't. I mean, eight to one scale, that sounds like my scale in the... Oh, no. I thought that would come together, too, and it totally didn't. <laughs> Listen, we are talking about Elvis Costello, this year's model, and I have got three guys here, okay, who are excited to talk about Elvis Costello. They love it, starting with Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, you were talking about models. I need some expert advice. This blow-up doll I ordered, should I pump it up when I really don't need it or wait to pump it up when I really need to feel it? <laughs> I, it, that's, uh, that's true. The truth though, right? Like if you were having sex with a blow up doll, yeah. 
You would probably, it's like riding a bike, right? You got to pump it up right before you go out there. I don't think it just sits around bumped up all day, does it? I does it? I check mean, on the pressure before you get started. I was going to say, do you think it's kind of like footballs where like, you know, some people like it a little more firm, yeah. some yes. like it a little soft. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's You're like right. a Some people throw it in the dryer thing? so they, can, you know what I mean? That's what Fod Reves used to do. He used to throw it in the dryer and get it all And then Tom Brady's round. got his own special size and he yeah. needs it yeah. slightly different from anybody else. Well, that's, that's the point my marriage is some, at. It's a deflated football people put some tacky stuff on it to get a little more grip and oh, other people yeah. like it a little more ah, smooth. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem is me and my doll get deflated when it gets cold out. Uh, I have also got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing today? Uh, good. That's that. I don't want to chitter chat. Let's just get on with the show. Oh, someone's been reading some lyrics. <laughs> doing the bit. I love it. A guy who promised he would not listen to this album. And I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, a lot of times people, it, it's kind of funny because I, I was thinking the other day, you know, Lance... Lance, the name, it's just, you don't hear that name anymore very much, right? Like you don't hear the name Lance yet in medieval times, people were named Lance a lot. Aaron, how are you doing? <laughs> Rob, all you give me is lip service. Let's talk about Elvis Costello and the attractions. Wow. Just lyrics getting thrown left and right right now. So good. Uh, listen, let's get right into the voicemail. We got a voicemail. We have a brave listener. To say. Somebody took so some time out of their own schedule to send us an email. Every time. It's very nice of them. It's very, very nice of them. I appreciate them. Dumb shit listeners. They listeners. They dumb, 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 dumb shit listeners. They listeners. Congratulations. You are the first and only podcast host to appear in my dreams. The other day I went outside to find you guys hanging around in my driveway. None of you introduced yourselves, but after waking up, I relied. There had only been three of you. There you think you were above a cameo in my dreams, Erin. Fuck you. Oh, oh. <laughs> Aaron, we were in this caller's dreams. All of us were outside this person's house, hanging out in the driveway. Okay, as yeah. we want to do. Yeah. Uh, and then they realized that we didn't speak to them, which does sound a lot like us, actually. Uh, he's seen our fans. But they realized that, Aaron, you were not in the dream. So what do you think it. about that? That you were not, you could not even show up in the listener's dream? I got a busy nighttime schedule, man. I got I got things to do. I can't be just dropping in any any old dreams. You got to get on a list. You got to call me first. This needs we got a schedule if you need me in your subconscious. I you know I really appreciate when Aaron's wife at gmail.com calls in with a voicemails. It's so nice of her to call in and let us <laughs> oh my know where your dreams and these not. I didn't even think That's about very that. Very nice. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm wearing a gorilla mask. What? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Did you guys ever, do you just assume that when somebody at work says, oh, I had a dream about you, that it was a sex dream and they're just not telling you that part, right? Because every time I have a dream about somebody at work, it's a sex dream. But you can't tell them that but those, part, right? But those are not the dreams that you tell. You I mean, like, you don't, you don't tell anybody that you had, a, you had a dream about them and then just make it up like you were yeah. sitting at a, in a driveway at a fire or something <laughs> like that. With, and then my husband wasn't there. And so it was kind of fun because the three of you guys were there, but he was gone. So <laughs> do you ever have like a fun dream at first where it's like, oh, you know, we're like, we're uh, riding unicorns through the sky. And then at the end, it's like, oh, we're about to have sex. And then I wake up. Right. But you don't tell him that second part. You just tell him about the unicorn part. Am I the only one who has... I had a dream the other night where I got into a prank <laughs> war with Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I don't that's know amazing. why. Wow. That's wonderful. Russell. What was one of the pranks you pulled on Clay Thompson? Well, for some reason, I got feedback from Steph Curry that there was a prank war going on. And then so yep. I did something inappropriate. And then they were living in like a dorm room, if you will. So they were like college age, but they weren't college age. So mm -hmm. I did something inappropriate to um, a, dresser in his, a dresser in his dorm room. 
So it was uh, a sex dream. See, I knew this was a sex dream, but you didn't want to bring it up. Oh, it, it, it was. Oh, I, I better not say. We better move it on. <laughs> He's just slamming his balls in the drawer over oh and over. Ah, I love it. What? What? And he he wakes up, and the hair crimper by his bed is destroyed. <laughs> what? Um, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the way it goes. Uh, plus, thinking of Russell with crimped hair is very funny to me. Uh, so, it, listen, there's nothing more boring than hearing people talk about their dreams. But I have to admit, don't you think this caller, probably it was a sex dream and they don't want to talk to us about it? Uh, no, I, absolutely not. Because if anybody's going to have a sex dream about the four of us, Aaron's definitely going to be in that dream. So it's not Aaron that's not in that dream. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having a sex dream about this podcast and Aaron doesn't show up? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, they definitely did not have a sex dream. Oh, they just see me and it looks like a bird's nest with an egg in it, like a red, a red hot egg. They're like, Oh, this is my dream. It's realistic. You know what I mean? Like, so it goes from gray to red hot. That's the red hot. That's the transition. Yeah, that's okay. the that's, that's the, the thing. thermometer looks. <laughs> maybe maybe Aaron was just hiding out in the bushes and they hadn't seen him yet when they woke up. Yeah, they, yeah. The dream hadn't finished yet. I was gonna hop out from the bushes. This this me seeing this giant egg behind the bush and I didn't know what it was. Uh, listen, okay. Thank you. I want to tell that caller right now. Thank you so much. You saved the show. Oh my God. Thank you for leaving such a good voicemail. Something we could talk about with dreams. And I have been informed that I have been, in fact, too mean to the callers and that it was a funny bit at episode mm, 25, okay? And it was a funny bit at 50 and it was a funny bit at 90. And at this point, we are literally running out of callers. So I'm just going to tell you right now, please, 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 all my little sweeties out there, leave a voicemail. We're not always going to talk about Russ slamming his balls in a drawer because of your voicemail. Only if you're lucky. All right? So please, please, please call and leave a voicemail. It's 802-277-BECK. Does this mean I need to change my rolling going or not? <laughs> I mean, if you're rolling going, it happens to be about slamming your balls in a drawer. That we've reached the peak. We can't like, like if you like if you're like rolling going. I was slamming my balls in a drawer. That's it. We can't go anymore. We finished. We're finished with number one twenty. How would that even work? You'd have to be to the side of the drawer somehow, right? Like because you could gotta be. I think you gotta be on the side. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be like you're pulling like a ball on a string out, you know, and it would like fly up. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even get slammed in there. Really give you that sensation that you want. Like one of the lower drawers, you could stand on one leg and kind of lean over. No. I think. Stand on a lower drawer, stand on yeah. one leg and lean over. If it were like, if the drawer were like just around crotch height, then I think you could kind of like pick one leg up, put it over the drawer and then slam. That's a really good point. I think at some point you just get a device to do it, right? You know what I mean? It's like a toilet seat with two bricks and a string that you can cut the string and just see what happens. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm you know what, guys? I'll get back to you. It's like, I got, I got an idea in my head. It's like one of those Rube Goldberg machines. Yes. Got to workshop it. Got to workshop it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Chicken crows. The candle blows out. A brick comes down, smashes my nuts. Uh, it's, you know. <laughs> and then that causes the egg to be. Okay. Never mind. Let's get into rolling going. Oh, God. Just call that a Tuesday at Rob's house. It's time to see what everybody's up to. Every Wednesday I go to work. Oh, my balls hurt so bad. You guys want to hear about this dream I had? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did bike work today, Rob? No, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, my legs hurt from squats and slamming my balls in my homemade device. The chicken kept crowing over and over and over. Uh, rolling going, Rosie. How's it going with you? It's going good. Did you guys know that I went to Disneyland last weekend? Disneyland. Oh, I, did. I was in Disneyland with my family. So I've got a lot you guys, of stories you, to tell. You and you and Rosie's 
rife at gmail.com. You guys broke your wordle streak because you were having so much fun at Disneyland. Yes, so yeah, 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 I mean, I I'll be honest. She she did forget to do the wordle. I did not. So I'm still working on a streak. And it, she fell asleep that night and I almost woke her up like, hey, you should do the Wordle. And then I realized that probably wouldn't. Oh, be my God. Idea. Can <laughs> you imagine somebody working you up and being like, hey, do the Wordle. Yeah, Remember when this was be, popular two years ago and we're still barely hanging on? It's like, yeah, no. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a good idea. I've never been to a 100 before. I'm trying to get to 100. But I got a Bob, lot that, to tell you Is that what you call it when you wake Jenny up? You say, hey, we need to do the Wordle. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's do the Wordle. <laughs> Saturday morning early. Let's do the let's Wordle. Let's do the reverse Wordle. <laughs> the reverse Wordle. <laughs> Go slam your balls in the closet. <laughs> and then I'm like, how would that even work? How do I do that? I suppose bend over. Stick the back in the closet. I'm, okay, I'm going to make some drawings. I'll get back to you. Don't make me talk about that anymore. Please stop bringing that up. So the first thing to note is that we drove to Disneyland. So it's a six-hour drive from Oakland to Anaheim. Oh, You guys, I drove all the way both ways. Wow. I drove 12 hours. That's a big that's a big shift in I was so your guys' relationship. So excited yeah. to tell you guys that I did all the driving to Disney and back. How did you do that much? Six hours. Six at hours. This point, no problem. At this point, what is Aaron's wife at gmail.com doing? Like she should be chipping in. Now I'm kind of mad at her actually for not driving <laughs> a little bit more. Do you guys know that like modern cars, like you don't even have to like you don't actually have to be touching the steering wheel. It tells you to touch yeah. the steering wheel, but you can you can take your hands off the steering wheel for long stretches on I-5. And then do you uh, have the, the the cruise control where it keeps you from a distance of the car in front of you? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Which it's the, unbelievable. The, the car thinks that a safe following distance is much bigger than a human thinks it's a safe following distance. <laughs> you can, I, have, I have learned you can adjust that, just so you know. <laughs> so that was the first thing. The second thing is Russell... A week ago or two weeks ago, asked us about buying things for our kids. And I I should have brought this out, actually. When I went to Disneyland, I bought something for my kid that was for myself. And that was we did a custom lightsaber. So Russell goes to Nashville and gets a custom cowboy hat. I go to Disneyland. I get a custom lightsaber. So I we we got we booked the time to go to Savi's handmade lightsaber workshop. Wallace and I went in. My mom came with us. My, my mom came out to meet us in Disneyland. She came with us. We got to go sneak in there with the, they're called the, the guard keepers or something. And they help you choose from different components. You get to customize your own lightsaber. And then you get a... What color kyber crystal did you pick? We picked blue. Okay. We chose blue and we went with the elemental nature theme. So that meant because then we, there was a little animal horn he wanted to put on the end of it. So oh, nice. broke the bank, uh, went all out buying myself a custom let's, lightsaber souvenir from let's, Disneyland. Let's go around the room and we're going to guess how much this custom lightsaber cost. And then you're going to okay. tell us uh, what the answer is. And, and, okay. and it's going to expose whether or not you're a good parent right now. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I know there was a more expensive one. I know there's a less expensive oh, one. Okay, I want to okay. see how good of a parent you are. <laughs> Okay, I am going to say right now that this lightsaber cost you $75. Man, right. Russell, what do you think? $99.99. Ooh, ooh, Russell thinks you're a better parent than I do. Matt, what do you think? How good of a parent is Aaron? I'm going to go 58. Oh, what a shitty dad. Oh Rosie, God. how much did the lightsaber cost? I'm embarrassed to say it was, now remember, it's also about the experience. Yeah. <laughs> $250 oh! for the lightsaber oh! for my five-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I obsessed about it. I thought about it for two whole days. Like, Because I, I texted a friend. I was like, sent him a picture of the Millennium Falcon. He was like, 
well, yo, if you're at the Millennium Falcon, are you building your own lightsaber yet? And I was like, well, I don't know, should I? He's like, yeah, definitely. So I was like, I got to build this lightsaber. So we, I thought about it the first day, thought about it all day the second day, and I was like, no, I got to go back and build this lightsaber. I, so, so I bet yeah. Aaron hasn't spent $200 in educational materials for his no. son over his lifetime. <laughs> no, oh. definitely not. No. I mean, Can you imagine leaving there and you give your lightsaber to your kid walking out? I mean, you, you just wouldn't give it to him, right? You'd be like, well, no, fuck no. You don't get to hold this. It's $200. <laughs> I did because they give you a special carrying case. So he carried it. He it was really sweet. He was so proud. He carried it all the way from the Star Wars area down to the Haunted Mansion, held it on his back. He was so proud. And he even had friends over yesterday, and they got the lightsaber out. And every time the kids, like, looked at all like they weren't going to play with the lightsaber anymore. I'd like run in the other room and put it back in the sheet and put it in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wallace would come out and be like, damn, where's my lightsaber? I'd be like, oh, yeah. I thought you were done with it. I put it away. Yeah. <laughs> Does he aware? Is he at the age where he realizes like you need to take care of this? This is different than a dump truck no, that you no, just slam no, around. Yeah. No, 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 idea. no yeah. please. Come on. He does. He does. He does. He's, he's pretty. I mean, he'll still break it eventually, but he's been pretty yeah. careful with it so far up till oh, now. Oh, just get ready to scream at it when he breaks it too. And then it's one of those great <laughs> moments where you scream at your kid and then later you're like, oh God, I shouldn't have screamed at him. But it was $200. You got to think about it right now. Like how many hours has he played with it mm-hmm. thus far? Um, Would you, say you got like a solid five hours? It's been at least an hour a day since we got home on Tuesday. So about six or seven hours so far. Okay. So you got to, you got to figure out what your, what a good limit is. Like is 15 hours good is 20, right? you know, and anything after that is just, that's gravy. gravy. Right. And you can't get mad if he at least gets to like 15 or 20 or whatever, whatever your number is. Maybe it's just double what he's got today. Kind of a thing. Cause you know, you got, that happens with every single toy you get, whether it be, you know, Legos or a new hockey stick or something. Right. I mean, it's going to break eventually. And eventually you just have to be. It's kind of like accounting, Matt. You use depreciation, yeah. depreciate yeah. the value of that asset down. Yeah. So when he breaks is it, it in 27 a year, and a half years, or is it, you it's know, worth a right. dollar a year from now, right? That's why right. Matt is loading up on his favorite Christmas gift, bags of old hair. He's like, the value <laughs> for this is insane. <laughs> oh, the kids can make beards, they can make wigs, and it's the the, the, the price per hour of entertainment is great. They only play with it for five seconds. You but can it's totally weave it free. into yarn and make your own sweater out of it. <laughs> That's why I come to Matt for parenting advice. Do we have time for one more Disneyland story? Can of I tell course. Story? Always. Of so course. We were in Disneyland Sunday and Monday of Thanksgiving weekend, and we were getting set to drive back on Tuesday. So we went out to the car Tuesday morning. Anna had to move the car. She told me the low pressure t- light was on for the tire. Okay, so we're going to drive to the gas station, put some air in the tire. So we go get to the gas station. We go in to find the key to get to the to the air. And I look down, and it was telling us it was the right rear tire, and there's a screw sticking out of the right rear tire. So we're oh. in Anaheim. We're planning to leave at 9 a.m. Obviously, that's not going to work. But we're still pretty close to the Disneyland Hotel where we've been staying. So you know how Rob talks about, like, Rob has mentioned that, like, his vacation is when he, like, closes the door and gets yes. out and walks around yeah. the car and like that. So... You guys, this was Tuesday, November 29th. I'm leaving the hotel to drive to the tire shop at 10 a.m. Pacific time. The U.S. men's national team is starting their game against Iran at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I get to the tire shop at 1030. I told the guy, I got a tire that needs. So Anna and Wallace stayed at downtown Disneyland. They're going to the Lego store. They're fine. Like they're going (laughs) to buy some Legos. He's going to get to build some Legos, get some lunch. I get to the tire shop. It's 1045. The guy tells me like, we don't have that tire in stock. We're going to have to go get it. Like, you know, um, and so I'm going like, 
can you fix the tire? So now the game kicks off in 15 minutes and they got the game on at the tire shop. Yeah. And oh, really? I, cause cause you said so this is going to take 98 minutes, right? <laughs> but it got even better. Cause the guy was like, well, we, I was like, okay, do I need to drive to this other tire shop and get the tire? What, like, how long would it take? He's like, I think it's going to take right around two hours. This is at 1045. The game's kicking Aaron, off at 11. Yes. Aaron, Aaron, did you put that screw in the tire? That's exactly what Anna said. That's exactly what she said. Did I you go get it. a six pack at the, yeah. at the uh, gas station no, right next door? I looked outside and there was a dirty sports bar called 2J's Sports Bar that, that it was like at the Howard, Two J's. At the Howard Two Johnson J's. Motel. And oh my so God. I, That's what Rob calls Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so I walked across the street to the sports bar. It was me, the bartender, and two guys playing pull tabs and we watched the first half. I saw yeah. Pulisic score. It was just unbelievable. It was like the most amazing. It was my little Now is it vacation. true that you went into this bar you're dressed just like Khomeini? What? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, like the- I will not mention some of the language I heard in that bar yeah. regarding <laughs> the Iranian team. We're not going to get into that. So I got I, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Yeah. You got just a screw in your tire which, you know, for like $13 at any Hardware store, you can get like a patch, mm-hmm. right? And you can just stick yeah. it in the little yeah. leather and, piece and, and blow keep, it up and, and go. And keep in mind, that's under 10% of a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And but did, did they not ask you if you wanted a patch <laughs> or if you wanted a new tire or was it under warranty or like, because it seems that, like they, you getting a new tire, you know. That's a good question, Matt. Now, I don't know a lot. Maybe you would have known better than I, but. They told me that it was in the sidewall and it was in so deep in the sidewall that it couldn't be patched nice. and I had to get a new tire. That's what they told me. So, I mean, nice. these are the professionals. Okay. I had to trust them. I had a person in college tell me that once too. It was too, too deep far in the, the sidewall. sidewall. <laughs> the, the tire did cost me less than the lightsaber. So the tire was actually a cheaper souvenir <laughs> than the lightsaber. And I got to watch the game. So it was a perfect day. So you changed the tire, right? Like, it was just screw. Did you change the tire? No, because I was going to put the spare on, but I was like, three miles from the tire shop and the pressure tire pressure was at 20. So I was like, I think I can make like, I figured oh, I was better Daredevil. off. Oh, I would have been, I would have made that home the five hours. I, I would have got that thing home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, honey, we're on the freeway, but you need to get out. I bought this bicycle pump for $3. So that was it for me. And then percent and a half of a lightsaber. They finished the tire in like the 89th minute of the game. And by that point, and it was texting me, it was like the wheels are coming off. So I had to hop in the car and find the game on the radio and listen to the last nine minutes on the radio in Spanish. So I couldn't understand. I, I guarantee she was looking and seeing what time that score was. And she knew <laughs> there was time left. Like that is, I guarantee it. She knew us was up one, nothing. Yes. And that She's they went like, into like the shitty the defense where they were just trying to play the shell and it, the wheels are falling off. And that Iran, Iran was, you know, making a big push and had all of these chances. All she knew that yeah. it was, the wheels are falling off. Time literally the same go. thing yeah. happened to me today. Vikings are making a goal line stand 30 seconds left in the game. And Jenny's like, well, we should plan our next weekend. So I think we should do this, this, this. And I'm like, the scoreboard's right there. You can see how much time is left. You know how many quarters there are. But I'm going to wrap up by saying shout out to my mom for planning the trip. Shout out to my family for going along. We had a, we had a fabulous time in Disneyland. But those were my three stories. So thank you guys for, it's, it's, thank you guys for indulging me. All right. Enough, enough about me. How's it going? How's it rolling going with Russell? I think rolling going, things are going well. I've got a few things to share. The first thing I wanted to share with you guys is I went to feed my starving children the other day. Do you guys ever do like uh, work uh, charity events or do you guys ever do charity things on your own? 
No. The only charity events we have at school is to raise more money for the private school that I go to, which is, they're like, <laughs> seems, hey, if you're a teacher, you can donate. They actually say, if you're a teacher, you could donate to the school. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? I'm going to donate to my job. <laughs> so my coworkers and I, we've done this thing, feed my starving children for about six or seven years. We go, you pack meals for about an hour and a half. It's kind of a cook, like a fun team building event, if you will. And you're helping out people. But I was kind of wondering, I really enjoy going to this because it's kind of my one service thing that I do during the year. And I feel like if I do one charitable event during the year, I can consider myself a good person. So oh, yeah. what, what do you guys think? How often should you have to do some sort of charitable giving or something along those lines other than just giving money, something where you're giving your time in order to feel like a good person? I gave blood like three years ago and I'm still riding that high big yes. time. Like that's the nicest thing I've ever done. Cause it was, you know, it's, this is my blood coming out. This is a plus blood. And I told everybody that. And it was kind of gunking up the wires. Like it wouldn't quite go through the tube. They're like, we're going to need a bigger <laughs> tube. This is thick blood. And I'm like, yeah, it means it's really good. Actually. <laughs> I'd like to say I do more than once a year, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't done anything like that for a long time. So I think once a year, you're, you're like, you're hitting your marks, Russell. That's impressive. Yeah. You're like the most charitable guy in this whole damn podcast. Yeah, so man, like you it. get the award. Well, I'll be more charitable. I'll, I'll pivot to another topic then. I can't believe you don't tip. That's the weird part. You're so charitable, but you refuse to tip. You know what? I, I'm not that charitable because when you go, when you do feed my starving children, it's, it's kind of people are scooping food into these packages and then people are weighing the packages and then people are sealing the packages. Everyone's kind of, it's like an assembly line. And for the last like four or five years, I always pick the same job. I want to be the guy sealing the package. I'm the sealer. Here's my here's my whole You're, problem. Closer. With that. Always be closing. And let me let me see if if you can change my mind, Russell, because I've never done it. I've never done it, but it seems like it's one of those things where you have to pay to go do it, right? And then you are very inefficiently filling these bags that you know, like some <laughs> like robot or something, could just fill yeah. like fifteen times faster. You can get. 20 times more food into these packages faster than you can do it. Mm. And it's all just for yourself to feed. And this is like for most charity things, you know, that, you know, what is the, what is the goal? Is the goal for you to feel good or is the goal for you to like get food to the people that need it? You know, that, that's what, I, that's why I always just donate money personally, but I don't know. Is it, is it more than that? Am I, do I have a jaded view of feed my starving children? That's a good question, Matt. They don't really say like, well, Hey, if you guys packed enough food for a hundred kids for a year, they don't say, hey, well, if we would have just paid for equipment, we could have done this 10 right. times faster. So they don't really say that, but but they do show you like how much you like how much you've packed, how many people that's going to feed for so long. Uh, but you're probably right. There is probably some lack of e efficiency there, but you can make a donation. So when we go, we always make a donation as well. So there's a monetary donation that we choose to make. Right. And then we go and we donate the time. But I think you're probably right, Matt. I it's probably some sort of community thing to get people there and give you an opportunity to feel like you're participating. And Russ, is it true that you make your donation by putting quarters into the food and you bury the quarters down deep so that they're going to find it as a little <laughs> treat when they're eating it? Is that true? Where they're like, Oh good. This guy gave me a quarter. Yes. Listen, the other thing is I, I do think Matt makes a good point because robots are taking, I mean, you, you have to think about like the autonomous society and how efficient it's made things. There's even a lot of robots who are taking over uh, lovemaking of their wives. Okay. And I found that to be true where it's, it's gotten into, it's mostly machinery now. In fact, sometimes the husbands aren't even needed at all. And sometimes maybe the husbands walk in, uh, they're just trying to go to bed and this is happening and it's, it's. Yeah. But the thing about a husband is you can't leave your husband behind at security at the airport. So you're always going to be there if that other thing gets left behind <laughs> security. Aren't you monitoring the machinery, Rob? Well, a lot, uh, <laughs> 
She was like, well, you, you smashed. She, she was like, you smashed your ball so hard last night. I didn't think of <laughs> that dream. I didn't think you'd want to do take part in this. Russell, what was a meal? What's an example of a meal that you're making? So essentially they've got some sort of vitamin mix. So it's like, I don't know what type of powder, but it's some sort of vitamins. These meals are for malnourished kids, right? So there's vitamin mm-hmm. mix and then there's some sort of rice and then it's like some sort of protein and carrots. So it's essentially four scoops of different stuff are going in there. It gets weighed. You seal it. You put it in the box. You pack up the box. It's all done, ready to go. Russell, while you're talking there and you said that, I remembered my other joke. Here we go. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> oh, my God. And this is a grand slam of a joke. Get ready for this. This is probably my greatest joke of the night. Okay, so <clears throat> get ready for this. Uh, when you are sealing the packages, does that mean you're putting a big scar on their face? I've been oh. kissed by a rose out of t- Seal. I get it. Yeah. Sealing. <laughs> don't feel bad. He had sex right. with Heidi Klum a lot. Okay. So don't, don't be, oh, Seal's life is hard. He fucks a supermodel every day. Do not feel bad for Seal. Oh, my face is fucked up. I'm a famous musician. Oh, I have sex with my supermodel wife. Feel bad for me. No, I, my face looks like this. Different kind of model than we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm earlier. probably never going to fuck a supermodel. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Unless I'm in some weird charity situation where it's like, they fuck a normal dude and they come down and they fuck a normal dude and they get to write off on their taxes. I'm just sitting there like, Ooh. That would be a great charitable All those right women in yeah. Vegas when we're there, January 20th through the 23rd at the King's Court, when they're just showing up there for, to watch your dance moves. I mean, that's probably the close. That, that, that's, you know, that's when your time to shine is on the picture King's frame Court dance that, floor, though. Picture frame showed that badminton coach the other day. My wife yeah. saw it. So the picture frame is already doing his job. She's like, oh, do you always kiss women in Vegas? And I was like, well, no, just the last two years. And I said, I actually said to her, I go, that's only two out of 11. That's not even that bad. You're both educators. You know, what's funny is that, you know, our buddy Joe from Woodbury on Thanksgiving does a great job every year. He sends out the best texts that we all get all year about he's thankful for the right. friendship and blah, blah, blah. You know, it kind of gets a little sappy for him. But, you know, but the, the, one, the, the, the last text on that chain it wasn't from Thanksgiving last year. It was from like January 16th last year. It was like four pictures on the dance floor of you guys out there. And let me just say that was pretty darn hilarious to find. That was good. Some people, you know, package food and give it to starving children across the globe. And some people um, show that they're attracted to homely moms from the Midwest. So I... <laughs> Am I doing, you're asking me what the last charitable thing I did was? That's pretty close. Oh, you're really attractive. You're definitely not old as hell. Oh my God, what is happening? They they eat it up. See, man, if we're not mean to the listeners, we're just going to be mean to the the ladies in Vegas. Well, I don't have to go to like, out to dinner with ladies in Vegas or like go to Christmas parties and hear about this podcast and how mean we all are to everybody. No, and why do we call them dumb shits? And I, I do. Yeah. I will say this. Our listeners do bring me an incredible amount of joy. Like even hey, when wait. I see the text that they send you guys and not me, I get a kick out of that, that they even spend any time listening to this insane garbage. I mean, there was just somebody who was listening to me talking about slamming my balls in a drawer and being like, Hmm, yes, I'm definitely not going to push the skip forward 15 seconds button. <laughs> Cause I know there's going to be approximately 45 seconds of Rob smashing his balls in a drawer in more and more insane ways. By the way, two croquet mallets. That's what I'm thinking now, by the way. <laughs> Another thing I did this last weekend, I don't know. It's the holiday season. I don't know if you guys have done anything like this. The other night I went to two holiday pop-up bars. Are you guys holiday Ooh. pop-up bars where they have different like 
holiday menus for drinks or anything? You guys ever do stuff like that? Uh, I have a five-year-old. No. Yeah, no, yeah. Russell. We don't go to holiday <laughs> pop-up bars. That's I mean, insane. Sounds great. I, I would love to. Yeah. How do you hear about holiday pop-up bars? Is this like a Instagram secret Instagram page or something? Or like, how would, how would one f- figure out where the holiday pop-up bars are? That's, that'd be my first Is question. Is this the same people person. that did the, yeah. the quiet dark dinner? Are you getting emails from excitement entertainment or whatever? And they're like, Hey, holiday pop-up bar. Come get fucked up and smell like peppermint afterwards. It is not the same group. One of them is at Lawless Distillery. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Lawless before. It's a distillery in Minneapolis, kind of like an industrial area. But they've done it for years where essentially you go in and there's holiday lights all over. There's ornaments hanging from the ceiling. And then they just change their drink menu. So they've got um, hot buttered rum, mulled wines, uh, a Christmapolitan, Santa's Little Helper, Snowball Old Fashioned. So all the drinks have kind of a a holiday theme. What's a Snowball one? (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. What's a snowball one? That sounds like, is it like a white Russian or something? Or I'm, I'm What's curious. Snowball old or fashion? is it like a, 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 oh, what do you, a shaved ice, but with alcohol? Oh my God. Did I just come up with a pop-up? You guys want to do a pop-up? It's thing? actually, it's actually whiskey, spice, gingerbread syrup, Ooh. bitters, and something called wormwood bitters. bitters. Wormwood. Uh, Absinthe has wormwood in it. Yeah. Wormwood. Wormwood will fuck you up. Russell, you said, it's, you said it's been going for years, Russell. Did you have to pretend like you'd never been there before with any other people? Aaron, Aaron as you know, my, my full move, and I've learned this from Matt, is full disclosure is the best way to go. So yeah. I'm all about if I've been somewhere before, I, I am full disclosure about it. And I think we discussed this before. That's so people know that, hey, I've got options. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not dependent yeah. on what's going on here right now, right? Yeah, hey, I love this place. The bathroom's big enough for two people, you know? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find my. I was happy yesterday. I'm happy today, and I'll be happy again tomorrow if it's oh, not working out. <laughs> there's the there's the noise. There's the statement of a man who's never going to get engaged. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like you, Russell. I was happy yesterday. You know that. So you know that these are out there, and then you just need to start like googling and seeing where are the other ones. So another one is at Psycho Susie's. I, I'm sure you guys have been Motor there. Motor Lounge. Been there. Right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. And so you go in there and you go downstairs and they've got this amazing setup. There's just Christmas ornaments all over. It feels like you're in a cave almost. You're just, it's Christmas everywhere. It's holiday stuff everywhere. And it's a great time. But I was kind of balancing this, this thought the other night of when you're at a place and the atmosphere is so cool, but the service is so terrible. Do you stay? How long do you stay? Like if it takes you 30 minutes to get a drink, but the, the vibe is super cool. How do you balance that? I, you just stay, right? Because what are you going to do? You're going to leave and then go somewhere shitty and get good service. Are you like, talking about your first drink, though? Like you haven't had your first drink yet? Yes, sir. Ooh, that's tough. Ooh. I don't know. Is there anywhere else within walking distance? No. Yeah, mm. so that, that's really tough. I just try to flip it a little bit to saying like, I'm just going to feel just a little bit better in the morning because I would normally have about two yeah. And I haven't uh, even ordered yet right now. It slows you down. Yeah. It slows you down. I'm getting yeah. fucked yeah. up on Wormwood tonight, boys and girls. Then you go in there like, man, <laughs> not anymore. Visions. Yeah. Russell's like, I only got to have three peppermint hot chocolate Kahlua mudslide martinis. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Speaking of the holiday spirit, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. Good. Just great. I've got a little list here. We'll try to just hammer through this uh, on the list. Um, I have trumpets for the national anthem are awesome. Uh, There's like this new trend right now where they're not having singers or having like either jazz musicians or somebody or 
The, the biggest one has been Trumpet. So I think Rosie's brother, who had Timmy Trumpet or whatever, yeah. you know, with, Mets closer. You know, yeah. Mets closer was coming out. They they actually had Timmy Trumpet actually play live for one of the playoff games from coming in. But now they've got all these trumpet players doing the national anthem. I think that's pretty darn sweet. I like that. Yeah, I like it. Um, what if you held a trumpet up and then you just were like, <laughs> be really funny. Be really, really well, that's funny. a rhetorical question. Don't. Oh, um, went to a holiday party last night, Russell. Okay. So we got invited, you know, by some, some of our awesome listeners who know, haven't quite called in as much as they should lately. Good and vibes. so, you know, hopefully they, hopefully they call in. A little bit more often with some How of their opinions. How long did opinions. you stand under the mistletoe for? Uh, not very long. I got out of that real quick. Out of the there was mistletoe. I avoided it. Matt, did they have eggnog or hot buttered rum or any of those kind of holiday no, drinks but, uh, of this or not? Kirsten, Kirsten from Edina hosts the party, and mm-hmm. she always has a signature drink every year. She's awesome. big, you know, big signature drink person. Which leads me to another one of my things that. I don't know if it was Kirsten or somebody else was talking about how, you know, because we're getting down on the list, we don't have Russell's drink of the night as much anymore. You know, tonight we, okay. But one of the feedback I got is that they're very disappointed in the episodes that we don't have Russell's signature cocktail drink. We got to keep it going. You're saying. Yeah. So we got (laughs) to, we might just have to start making things up whenever, you know, if it's not in the booze and vinyl. Um, boy, our listeners sure have a lot of feedback, a lot of criticism. <laughs> sure, you know what? Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We love it's just fine with Rob. Criticism, no matter how minor it is, doesn't bother us at all. So that's we great. Thank we were you. talking about the Rob and Sam show, and there was a lot of the listeners who went to the same college as us and who might have called in to the Rob and Sam show and might be really, really embarrassed by what they think that they used to call in and talk about on the Rob and Sam show. And so they do not want to see it released oh. so we definitely got to put it out there. We definitely got to get it it was the, the it was it was pretty fun to talk about how that's going to be out to the i can tell you pretty soon as somebody who has listened to some of that show you will not be able to listen to it you will not be able to sit through 15 minutes of me stumbling through reading an article from online or like <laughs> here's a here's a crazy thing i used to tell like jokes that i had written down and some of them aren't even that funny no for real i, I know it's amazing how much i've changed and matured. I, I barely talked about <laughs> slamming my balls in a drawer in college. Now that I'm a 42-year-old man, I talk about it all so the time. So, Matt, those recordings, will have to treat them like your feelings and emotions. We'll have to shove that shit down, right? Yeah. Shove, shove them it down. down. Just shove, shove them it. down. Just don't let them see the light of day. It'll it'll never backfire on you and get you in trouble later in life. It, it'll be just fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And, just this podcast, about it. and this podcast isn't a lesson about that at all. I'm not thinking about that right now. Like, Right. Mostly I'm thinking about, I would probably use a book now, a big heavy book, slam those babies in there. Oh, <laughs> That's what they do for cysts. Um, Take the, oh, Aaron. <laughs> it would look just like Pac-Man eating the, it would look just like Pac-Man eating the cherries. You know, the last thing I got, um, have you ever noticed that, you know, women, your balls hurt all the time for some reason? Yes. <laughs> you have noticed that <laughs> you got two women, they're friends. They're just called friends, but guys, you know, we don't have friends, buddies. you know, it's called a bromance or buddies. You know, they can't just have guy male friends. Have you ever noticed that they just, you have to have a name bromance be, associated with it. Like it's gotta be buddies or something. Like we can't just be, I don't, I don't know. So we were talking about that on a, on a TV show. And I thought that was kind of funny that, 
you know, the insecurities of a guys that just have good guy friends. And that's why I think this podcast is good because, you know, we're all good buddies, right? We have a bromance going, I think, on this it. on this podcast. At least Rob does and and, and Russell. But a, they're kind of connected at the hip. There's an off anyway, chance so. we're all gonna see each other in person soon. <laughs> what? There's a chance what? we're gonna see each other in person soon for the first time since we've started this podcast. Rob, I'm gonna hug you so hard. I'm not gonna let go. Yeah. So that's all I got for the list today. Rob, roll and go, and how's it going with you? Listen, my uh, our friend who uh, makes the cookies and also cleans my apartment, oh okay, yeah. for money, but she's also my friend. She was out of town the other week, and it was we were in dire straits, okay, oh, no. because <laughs> Jenny was so busy working that the apartment was not clean. It was not clean at all. It was a filthy pigsty, and it was embarrassing because we were having people over for Thanksgiving. So what can we do, right? I've only got a couple days off for Thanksgiving. Okay, I don't have time to clean. I would fake sick. Yeah, I would tell somebody else. We have we have a secondary cleaning person that comes to our place. However, there is a problem. A friend or not a friend? It's uh, she. You know what? We're all kind of friends, but not as much. Like we don't see each other socially. How are her cookies? Her non-existent. Now, oh, okay. It's it's not Bernie, is it? They come over and they look at the. <laughs> it's not Bernie. Here's the problem, and I don't know if we can hire this person again. And this is going to make me sound like a bad person. And I want to remind you, I'm not. I'm actually a good person. Okay, I donated my time at things. It's debatable, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've donated my time and at things. So here's the thing. She, I don't know if I can hire her again because the way she cleans is that she is on her hands and knees with a rag. And she wipes down everything with a rag in the apartment. No. And I feel like an evil stepmother when I'm here. I feel like she has somehow ended up like she was my brother's kid. And then like he passed away and she came to live with us. And now she lives in the basement. She has to clean on her hands and knees with a rag. Do you know how hard it is to when you need to get, because we have a small place, right? I had to get something out of the kitchen. I would have to leave. I would have to leave the apartment during that that time. I had to step over her, kind of. No. I'm like relaxing and playing video games. <laughs> I had to step over her to get to the kitchen. It was There is something I think awkward about hiring someone to perform that service while you sit there and play video games while you're doing nothing. Well, it's like, have you ever... Now, you want to talk about a modern-day daredevil? Have you huh. ever been in the hotel room when housekeeping comes in and you just sit there while they do it? I, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. he's so pleased with himself. Like, well, I've done it. I've been like, yeah, you can clean up a little bit. Can't make the bed because I'm in it, of course. Like you can't. <laughs> or maybe they could tuck me in. Ooh, that'd be nice. Take, Come on, tuck your, me in. Man, they can take your socks off. I mean, yeah, you put the chocolate you, right in my mouth. They get you that laptop charger while they're up too, right? Did <laughs> <laughs> you get me a glass of water? Oh my god, that'd be so good. Ask the housekeeper. Hey, just a little glass of water. Come on, it's like me with my bologna sandwich with my dad. Come on, just. A, just a glass of water. I'm so thirsty. This hotel room is dry. Do you get dry in here? I got a question though, Rob. You know, often when you have two different cleaners, yeah. one of them who's been, you know, who's your good buddy has been cleaning no, the place for a long time. Not, to get not, a little I'm bit. not going to say this. I know what you're going to ask. I'm not going to say it. What, what am I going to ask? Who does it better? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did, did, did she, was she finding, you know, where you, the you, the good buddy with the cookies where she's missing all, you know, not doing such a good job and maybe things are. There is a 0. .0002 chance that one of them is going to listen to the podcast. And that has no influence on my answer whatsoever. Okay. But I'm going to say right now, the good buddy does a great job cleaning. In fact, okay. Rob, and did you. 
did you make this this new cleaning person listen to the podcast while they were in the house? Now that would have been <laughs> on loop. Episode one, just like oh, Beatles, Sergeant Pepper. Oh, my battery and my phone died. Can I borrow yours? Podcast app. Download. Download. <laughs> Who is this big bopper guy? <laughs> oh yeah, they don't really figure that out for like seventy episodes, and then even then, it's kind of like seems tenuous at best. But it gets really good. Like. They have out of 122 episodes, they've got like three or four real okay ones. They've got <laughs> where they're where they're good. You get down, you go, well, that was something, you know. So. Didn't waste my time entirely. So here's here's my challenge to you, Matt. Please be in the hotel okay. room during housekeeping and just stay there. Just see if you can oh, do it. See I how strong you are. I can't do it. I could not, I could not do that. That'd be way too awkward. Do you tip them then? Do you I mean how much do you tip? I was your- just gonna ask you. I have never tipped the housekeeping place at a hotel ever. Oh boy. Is that oh bad? Is that really I don't bad? do it either, but I know I someone. Mean, I think it's bad. I feel really I bad mean, about it, but I don't want to pay extra for that thing. Rob, that seems I will like say just, this. I know a, um, a hotel goer, if you will, that I, 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 I know that supposedly worked at a hotel when they were younger. And so they supposedly. know what that staff needs to do. And so they always make sure that there's tips at the hotel, but sometimes they don't have cash for that. So yeah. it turns out I have to tip. And there's so many bugs. The uh, they right. come in and there's just bugs all over the place. Yeah. There's smashed insects. The towels are filthy full of insects. Yeah, I, th- I think those people, yeah, I think you got to tip those people, man. I think you're right too. I feel bad now. <laughs> oh no, I'm a bad well, person. Well, Rob, you tipped the one time when you left the big, the big shit in the toilet at the Airbnb, I, right? To be fair, I can't remember if that was me or my wife. <laughs> so oh. it's 50-50. <laughs> Oh, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> it's 50-50. It's unknown who it was. Listen, guys, we, we don't have time to talk about this anymore. We got to talk about this album. Oh, is this a music podcast? The show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, what album oh yeah. All right. Can I ask you this? I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little quiz, okay? I'm going to ask you how much you know about Elvis Costello because I have never had an artist that... I know who it is and is famous. And when you go online, everyone seems to love Elvis Costello, but I've never had an artist that I actually don't know anything about. Like I didn't know, I don't think I knew any of these songs. So let me ask you this. Is Elvis Costello in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Has to be, yes. I would say, well, I I would guess yes. I I don't know for sure. 2003, he was inducted. Oh my God. I, what, he... Why do you guys have to say yes? Why do you say yes so quick? I, I would I would assume that was I don't a guess. think the that rock and roll hall of Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's too exclusive, right? I would guess almost every artist that is over the age of 50 that is on this list is probably a Hall of Famer. That's that's yeah. That's probably true. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's that's good yeah, thinking. That's, that's good true, logic. Right? If they're on this list, they're probably in the Hall of Fame. Okay, how many how this about this? The same how many people voting on both, right? How many albums did this guy put out between 1977 and 1984? Ten. Eight, seven, yeah. eight, nine albums. He put wow. out nine albums in like seven years. Like it, it's, it's crazy. And I have heard of none of them. I have heard none of them. I have heard of none of them. Um, and basically the question is, this is a second album, right? Why is this album famous? Is it famous? <laughs> I don't, yes. Right. Cause everybody's <laughs> heard of Elvis Costello. I think this is his best known album. I thought you just said you've never heard of him until now. No, but I'm dumb. I'm very dumb, Russell. I do dumb things. And it doesn't have My Aim is True, which is the only Elvis Costello song that I know. Partly because was, it was in New Girl once. Basically, this is New the Girl, first band. That, this is the first album he has with The Attractions, which are his backup band. And mostly what I read online was that everybody thinks this is one of the most talented backup bands 
ever, and it sounds so good. The bass playing on this is is fantastic. In fact, the worst the worst part of the album is the rhythm guitar. And guess who plays rhythm guitar? Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. <laughs> yeah, like it, and it's so far back in the mix the whole time. But people go crazy about this album, and they're saying basically this is a kind of a new wave. But it's somehow like he took the punk movement and then turned it back into pop. So it's kind of a catchy thing. And you know what's crazy about this? This is his best album that hit the highest in the UK. This got all the way up to number four for this British rocker. Okay. This, uh, what do we call it? This bloke, Russell. Okay. What this album really reminded me of was They Might Be Giants. And I thought to myself, if I listened to this album a thousand times when I was 12, would I have the same love for this that I have for They Might Be Giants? I don't know. It's a lot of the same stuff. A lot of wordplay, a lot of kind of catchy rhythms, a lot of... But you wouldn't, but the references aren't, I mean, I don't know, the references are more obscure in this one, right? Like I, I listened a few times and I don't really know what most of it's about. And they might be giants, as clever as they are, are a little more obvious in a way. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron, you know what this album is about? Tell me. Love? He is very, very horny. No, he is extraordinarily horny. A guy making an album trying to get laid. Yeah, it would be all, I mean, look at the first song, No Action. It's literally what you think it's about. Did you guys? Did you guys have the same problem that I did? Did you turn the Did you turn the volume up every time you started? Yes. Started. You're like, why is yeah. it so quiet? And I'd be like, why is my one headphone working? Yes. Yes. What were you gonna say, Russell? I couldn't stand the opening where he's just kind of talking slowly. It's like I get, I get, it's like trying to pull you in emotionally to the album or something. But I did not like that as the opening. What did you guys think? Van Morrison, you were like, oh, I love I love how he just gets right into it. And then all of a sudden, Elvis Costello, you don't hit, like hit that he's talking right away? Hit it from the beginning again. Hit it from the beginning Something again. Something doesn't add up in the story. I don't kiss you. This is what I don't like. The, the whispering or whatever at the beginning. But like, yeah, I kept thinking like, why is my radio turned up loud enough? And then you turn it up and then it would like pound you in the ears. Russell, I just want to tell you this. I'm having a really good time playing on the podcast. When you want to hear about it. See, it's like, yeah, you're coming real. <laughs> I am Elvis. I'm kind of like Elvis Costello. to say goodbye. This is where Brian's kids ask his dad, ask their dad to turn the radio up. And then yeah. what happens, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Producing Rob smashing his balls in the dresser. And Brian's kids got to listen. Uh, Brian's Aaron, kids got to listen. Aaron, we that. Come on now, Aaron. And you wouldn't do it by... Taking two big spoons from the kitchen or whatever. Can you I was imagine Brian trying to explain why, Dad? Why is he smashing his balls <laughs> in the drawer? <laughs> what the hell is he going to tell? Him? What does he do for a job? He's oh, he's a teacher. Okay, teacher. this makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dad, so, you're a, are you a teacher, Dad? <laughs> why do teachers yeah, do that? Hmm. <laughs> Listen, the next song. I, I saw this album too. Accused online of being pretty misogynistic. And this next song is an answer to Stupid Girl by the Rolling Stones. And it's called This Year's Girl. And it was all about how women are viewed kind of like in the music movie industry. But listen to the bass on this. Hey, who is the bass player? He's singing on this thing. Bruce Thomas is the bass player. Bruce Thomas. Not to be confused with the drummer Pete Thomas. Not to be and not related. So, see, I did my research for this. I mean, two guys with two first names—you can't trust them. Okay, <laughs> you can't. Let me. I'm, I'm just going to go around right now. I got to. I got to answer this question. I want. I want you to tell me right now how many times you listened to this full album, Russell. How many times did you listen? Twice. What about you, Rosie? Two times through the full album. 
Matt, what did you do? This week, so this week at work, I listened to it one full time. That's exactly the same number of times I was able to listen to this album. It was like yeah. one, and then I would start it, and then I'd be like, okay. I, and then I'd yeah. start it, and I'd be like, I, I don't know, guys. I I feel like we're not cool if we don't like this, but it's just- no, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried okay. about it at all. So this is the most new wave song on this album, and it's kind of an interesting one. It's about how he's bad at sex kind of nervous about being bad at sex but it has a minor key chorus and a major key or minor key verses and a major chorus or reversed i think the chorus is minor this might have been the one for me we've talked about keyboards so much before and i think this is what is it a vox uh it's a vox continental i think we actually i think i sent rob a list on this group many many months ago for the doors and I think we didn't get to it or something. I don't know what happened, but I don't think we did it. But that Vox Continental was really big with like psychedelic rock, like the animals, the doors. And then it kind of came back with this new wave. And if there would have been like one or two songs with that that organ on it, that keyboard, I would have been all about it. But it just overwhelmed me a little bit. It's I, I almost couldn't get past the keyboard. Yeah. What did you think? It's it's a it's a weird sounding album, isn't it? Because like, yeah. it is the, the synths are turned way up, but it's. I think every, almost every song on this album has a moment where if I heard, if I just heard that song, I'd be like, this is fun. But then yeah. in total, it's just like, we're doing this again? Like, really? That's, I don't know. That's how it, how it hits for me. Do you, th- are you, do you guys feel like you're good at sex? No. Like, you, you think you're good talking? at it? Why are you asking me this? Because this the song is, the song is, he feels bad about sex. I, I know I'm not good at sex. Like, I've never had been like starting to have sex and be like, Oh man, she's gonna get rocked! Like right away, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, maybe this is the time. Maybe like, this is if it. If there was a continuum of every band in the in the world, Rob, where would you be? Like in the top fifty percent or lower no 50%? of confidence? No, like bottom two percent. Bottom two percent. I'd be like, come on, Rob. No, no I just don't bad. think. I just know it's like it's like it's like it, when you pitch slow pitch softball, and you're like, well, I hope they only hit eight home runs right now. Like that's what I'm going in doing. Like, oh, I hope I only this is only like. A little bit. Well, not technically, good. Rob, you have two children. I don't think you can be in the bottom two percent. Like you've you've shown that you're physically able, right? You can deliver. Oh yeah, <laughs> factory is at full capacity right now. Like it's <laughs> it's it's going. Okay, the machines are whirring. Everybody's checking. Everybody's like, "Yep, output's great. We're having record years." That is not what I'm talking about. Okay, I just don't think anyone outside the factory. Okay, or who the factory delivers to. They're not happy with the product. They open it up and they say, what is, what is this? This is half of what I expected and it costs three times as much. So that's what I'm thinking. We're getting deep into Rob's psyche right you, now. You guys ever made a sex tape? How about that? No, you think you're so good at no. sex? Oh my God, no. Man, come on, man. Never, never, Matt, ever, ever. Why digital. would anybody have to be do a tape. that? <laughs> Why would anybody do that? <laughs> Be a drawing? No, no way. Well, it oh could be a cassette God. tape. A drawing? Have you ever made a drawing of yourself a cassette having tape. sex? <laughs> drawing myself having sex? That I have done. I, I probably have back. done that. Yeah, I probably I have done, done that. 100%. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's me giving to this person so good. But even then, I was like, oh, my balls are so big and everything else is so small. Like, even then, the drawing is not nice. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Matt, are you sure? I. <laughs> Not even Never. like a cassette tape? No, not even okay. a cassette tape. <laughs> Just the noises? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, pump it up. 
Hey, guess what? It's a dick joke. Pump it up. Oh, really? Absolutely. This has got to be the most famous song in the album, right? This one? So this was the biggest hit in the U.S. It's interesting because you were kind of talking, Aaron was talking about how you kind of are hearing the same thing over and over. Because I heard one of the the beat, the song before this, and I was like, what does this sound like? Like, I was trying to get in my head, what does this sound like? And I was humming and humming it. And then it was like, oh, it's Pump It Up. It's the next yeah, song. It just sounds like the same thing, right? <laughs> Do you think the drummer got tired of just hitting every beat for two straight songs? Just bam, 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 Oh, what's the, what's the time, time signature? Oh, it's in fucking four because you're hitting every fucking quarter note. Like, what the fuck? That's a good song, though, right? Like that. I that, like it. I mean, like yeah. that, if that's your big hit song, that I could see how this album got up on the list, right? Yeah, it's a fun one. I mean, I can tell you doing karaoke to it was really fun because I was like, oh, I don't really know this song, but it's kind of a fun rhythm and a fun cadence but it is funny to think about his drummer just getting tired just, right, just like, bang bang oh, bang bang what do you down. guys think bang. is the right time to listen to this album mm. at a party I would maybe because booze and vinyl has a recommendation I, does it does it say tuesday at one o'clock in your office when nobody else is around <laughs> and you just need some uh, some background noise on and is that what it says? Maybe a little bit, but it's it's maybe not. Maybe a little bit more exciting. It's a night at the diner. Diner mugs, basket of chips served in red plastic baskets, aprons, and vintage eyewear. The listening party is your chance to embrace Costello's vintage style. Diner music? I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're in a diner and this is playing, you're kind of like, hey, could you just take it down a notch? I'm just trying to eat some eggs. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just want to hear some 50s or 60s stuff. Yeah. They do have a drink recommendation. It's called a pumped. Have you guys ever had a pumped before? Ooh, I've never no. Had a pumped. Oh, no. What is this? Oh, Aaron. Pump it up. <laughs> Costello's romping stomping single makes us thirsty for an Amaro spiked root beer float. Okay. So it's a root okay. beer float. It's got root beer. Root beer, Rob. Ice cream. Wow. Yeah. And one and a half so ounces of something called Amaro. No, yes. no chance, no chance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what do you got for Amaro, Amaro in there, Russell? You got some, so, you got some Amaro. So I, I drank my root beer float earlier, but I have to admit to you guys, I didn't have Amaro. So then I started Googling, well, what is Amaro? And it sounds like it's just some bitters. Like it's a bitter flavor. It is. So I poured some in there and I was like, well, now this isn't a boozy drink. Like there's no booze in the bitters, right? It's just like a, right? It's just no, a flavor. Bitters usually have booze in them. But that can't make it a boozy drink. Like that drop no. of bitters no. can't no, make not it the a drop. boozy no, drink. No, Amaro is usually like a, you know, 40 proof or 80 proof type of thing that you'd pour in like an ounce. Not enough to make you kiss a badminton coach, I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many, of, how, how many pumps you would need yeah. to have to kiss a badminton coach? Sweetie, listen, I know it looks bad, okay? But I was on bitters. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hey, extra bitters on the next round. I did. I did once. I was at this bar in Oakland called the Nightlight. I think we were there maybe one time on a, you know, Saturday before noon. And this is before kids. Oh, and we, Jesus. we're at the bar and this guy walks in and he's like, I'm, my stomach's hurting. Can I just get a shot of bitters? And the bartender no. was like, okay. And took yeah. The, the, yeah, took the Angostura bottle, dashed out. A full shot, full of Angostura bitters. The guy took the shot and just walked right out. No yes. way. What? 100%. I saw with it, my own eyes. The man took a shot of bitters. He's like, I'm off to make my almanac. My name's Ben Franklin. Hello, everybody. The last person to drink bitters for being sick. Like, what is he? Oh, I've got a bad case of consumption. You know, like, what, what the fuck? Where are you? Yeah, and the bartender didn't even act like it was that weird. He was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy who comes in and, like, gets his shot of bitters. Like, you guys know, like, if you go to a bar before noon, like, th- you're going to see some weird people. Yeah. 
And I know because I used to spend time in those places. Yeah, the chance of you seeing somebody wear aqua socks as regular shoes is much higher Very before high. noon at the bar. <laughs> It's like, bro, those are aqua socks. They're not even <laughs> shoes for the water. They're socks. It's even <laughs> aqua socks. Rob, do you think people who regularly wear aqua socks as their normal <laughs> shoes rank higher or lower than you on the sex scale? Oh, I mean, that's confidence though, right? Like you're not going to step on something as you're walking to the bar because you can't drive anymore. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're not going to wear regular shoes. You're going to wear aqua socks. The, the shoe that... The only shoe I've ever had that broke apart because my toenails were too long. You ever do that where you put on an aqua sock and your toenail goes through the aqua sock and you're like, well, what the fuck? That was my shoe. Now I got to touch the bottom. You know, by the way, I just want to say this real quick and then we'll move on. Do you know how humiliating it is as a parent to not like touching the bottom of the lake? Like your kids are in and they're like, oh, seaweed. And you're like, oh, grow up. But then as soon as you touch the bottom, you're not wearing shoes. You're like, oh God, oh God, I'm going to die. This is so gross. But you have to do it. You have to do it. They're like, dad, dad, come under the dock with me. And I'm like, oh no, it's gross under the dock. I'd never go under there. And I have to go in there and pretend like I'm having fun. But really it's gross under there. Ugh. I'm a coward of a parent, a coward. So, so the, the booze and vinyl were inspired to create this drink called a pumped. There was also another person who was inspired by Elvis Costello. It was Beck. He actually covered this song, Pump It Up, at a concert. Oh. You guys got to check this out. See, it is a good song. It's fun. And it's interesting because I think we were talking about this. Is Elvis Costello his real name or not, Rob? Did you ever figure it out? <sighs> it may or may not be a bit for the end of the show, but his real name is oh. Declan McManus. Declan McManus. Declan so he actually McManus. changed his name and... It turns out Beck also changed his name too. Did you guys know that? What? His name's not Beck Odele? His name is Beck, but it was spelled B-E-K at birth, and he added the C to make it <laughs> easier for people to pronounce and understand. Bick. Bick. How, kind, how thoughtful of him. Should we be so calling I, this show Bick Did It Better? <laughs> so I got to ask you guys, when it comes to people who have changed their name, who love covering Pump It Up, who did it better? Beck did it better. Oh my God. The pen guy was like, you better fucking not. That's my deal, baby. <laughs> All right. Is it the pen guy or is that a razor guy too? <gasps> Whoa, you just blew my fucking mind, Russell. So was the, was the booze and vinyl, was that literally just a, uh, root beer float with a little bitters or was there some booze in there? I put in the bitters that realized like, well, what's the point? So I, I, I don't, I don't really get it. So if I didn't have the Amaro, I think it's a loser of a drink. Don't you think? Well, with no Amaro, then it's just a root beer float. Yeah. <laughs> it was a root beer. Well, technically, yeah. that is a I mean, yeah. that sounds nice. Yeah. I like root beer floats. Now, it's a, a few because, it's a bummer of a drink because instead of just being hung over the next day, you have mind-bending diarrhea for the next 18 I, hours while you process <laughs> that milk that you ate. I had a couple nights in my life drinking root beer schnapps with Russell. Now, if you're going to throw no. some root beer schnapps in there, you might really have a night. But I, what are you, are you guys root beer barrel guys? Ever drop oh, a, a root beer, oh, oh, oh. shot of root beer oh. schnapps into the beer and chug the beer? Bad rust. I've oh. never done that. No, I've seen people do that. I've, I've never, but I think one of the first things I ever drank was like root beer schnapps, and it's just sugar, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievably, yeah. So I've got. I got triggered when you said that right away. Root beer schnapps. You know, I can't oh, drink yeah. root beer schnapps after a, uh, what was it? It was a bachelor party I went to at camping. And at one point at night, I was just going around opening up people's car doors, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. 
good way to get shot when you're out in rural Wisconsin. I'll tell you that right now. Not great. <laughs> you just <laughs> just <laughs> can't even imagine. Like, I, gotta move on. I can't even think about it. Close the door. Hello. <laughs> but Russell, I'm, I'm coming back to that big pen, big razor thing. Cause you have, that's, it'll blow your mind, won't it? Yeah, it, it really does. Little triggers. <laughs> this is my favorite song on the album because I'm a sucker for a pop waltz. Like you put a waltz into a little bit of soul. This, back up. this is one of the horniest songs on the album, Aaron. Really? Well, little triggers I mean. that you pull with your tongue. Little sniggers on your lips, little triggers in your grips, little triggers my hand on your hip. I mean, that's horny stuff. It's kind of sweet. Oh. I read that this was, like, a lot of people think this is a very misogynistic album. You guys listen to the lyrics, and you, like, understand what this album was about? I didn't really understand any of it. I wasn't following most of the lyrics, no. Like, now that Rob says it's misogynist, and you mentioned it, Russell, I I feel bad that I didn't pick up on that, because I really didn't. I, I I didn't understand I didn't understand the meaning of it the whole time. Yeah, I, I, he's just a horny guy. I think. Like, I mean, listen to these song titles. Ready? No action. <laughs> the beat. Pump it up. Pump it up. And then my nickname in high school, little triggers. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, I suppose the next song makes it pretty clear this could be misogynistic. You right? belong to me. Okay. Yeah. It's not not so great. Your eyes are asleep, your mouth is silent, pumping like a fire hydrant. Listen to that keyboard. Yeah, actually, the artist that I thought about a lot when listening to this album was Prince. And Prince's first album would have come out a year after this, right? And I I think he was responding to a lot of this and probably thinking he could do it better. You know what band I was thinking of? The Jay Giles band. Freeze Frame. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, totally. It is Freeze Frame. It's the Jay Giles band. Yes, right. But, you know, it's kind of Prince J. Giles. I mean, a little bit of this, right. a little bit of that. Both some people have a Prince tattoo. Some people have a J. Giles band tattoo. They're famous symbol. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm the band formerly known as J. Giles. Those are the same people wearing aqua socks to the bar in the morning, too. <laughs> Hopefully their nails are trimmed. I think for a long time, I thought it was just a guy named J. Giles. Like J-A-Y Giles. But it was just an initial, right? It's just it wasn't, initial, His name yeah. wasn't J. I actually thought, you know what I, you know what I really thought, you know what I really thought, Aaron, and and this is crazy, but I thought the Jay Giles band was about where lawyers for the Navy, um, uh, get married, the Jag Isles, the Jag Isles. All right. Hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's not playing. It's not playing. Okay, good. Oh my God. It's amazing. Once this kicks in, it's another catchy song. Yes, yeah, the Phil Spector playbook, right? You you mentioned Phil Spector, Rob. Maybe can you just go to the intro? I thought one of the cool parts of the album was kind of the, the guitar feedback at the beginning. I read it. It's kind of similar to like the Beatles or Hendrix. Yeah, I think they're playing it go backwards to the very beginning. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very Beatles to me. You're right, right Russell. This seemed different than most of the rest of the album. Yeah. And then he goes straight into like the Renette's drums to like... Uh, leader of the pack or whatever. I mean, the Beatles were kind of the original Jake Isles band, if you think about it, really. 
I don't want to go to Chelsea. Now, this was not on the American pressing of the album because we would never be able to figure out what the song was about, so they didn't want to show it to us Americans. This is in reggae, reggae, reggae. Yeah. Scott, 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 Scott. Yeah, definitely that same, same thing the Clash were doing at the time, right? Probably others. Right? Patty Smith, same thing. It's interesting. There's so many different kinds of music on this lip service. Yeah, potentially. Ooh, some hand claps. I heard those too. Yeah. I read this is about going down on someone. So, something to think about. Generous of him. Matt, what do you think of this? Like, this new wave music? Have you ever, are you into this type of music or not? Technically, yes, but not Elvis Costello. I mean, I mean, it, it feels like a very nerdy form of what a lot of these groups were doing, mm-hmm. you know, including like The Cure and uh, uh, what, who's the Talking Heads, you know, and some of these Jay other Giles ones, band. like Jay Giles Band, <laughs> uh, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, Elvis Presley, you just name them all, right? Like, yeah. yeah, no, you know, but so like, I, I, it just, it just doesn't resonate with me, and I feel like Elvis Costello's like this cartoon character mm-hmm. who's, I don't get, I don't know. I mean, it kind of just seems, seems like he's talented, but it just doesn't resonate with me. So, like I said, I was surprised, and Rosie and I on our secret text chain, we were talking about this album during this week here, you know, that and I actually Russell, didn't hell? mind listening to it. Uh, when I was just sitting at work, you know, it was fine. It was good. I can see why people like it. That kind of a thing seems like it's kind of like a an Eagles kind of a thing. You know, everybody rips on the Eagles, right? But like, they have such a wide variety of music that everybody can listen to that it's almost bland. And that's what I think this one is like. It's almost like so bland and poppy and like just kind of basic maybe more than anything that like anybody can listen to it and find a song or two that they like. And that's probably why he's so popular because it's, it's just, I'm, it's not bad music. It's okay. I'm telling you though, this is one of the easiest albums to do research on because the people online are gushing about it. I mean like writing treaties on every song, like it's crazy how much really? people are into this album. Yes. Wow. It was simple to find stuff on this. I mean, it's crazy. Matt had mentioned the Eagles and how everyone liked it. It turns out one person who didn't like it was Elvis Costello. When I was reading about the album, I read that the cover of the album, he's kind of sitting there with, I don't know if it's a camera or what, but he's kind of looking angry. And supposedly to get angry for the photo in the album, he listened to Hotel California by the Eagles oh. because he did not like the Eagles. <laughs> so so Aaron's dad, how do you like that? <laughs> Which just makes me not yeah. like him even more. You know, so, I mean, he you, just Matt. seems like a, pretentious yes. little prick, you know, yes. <laughs> and I, we're not a negative, we're not a negative podcast. Negative podcast. We're all about, we grew up listening to the Eagles a thousand times on the radio. And it was like, back then it was like new stuff. Like that's, you can't do that. Yeah. Come on. You gotta, you gotta right. be down with a pop at the time. Living in paradise. This also a little bit of Island influence, right? Oh, Kind of possessive. Yeah, this is like when a song like this comes on, I'm like, well, I like this, but I'd rather just hear Toots and the Maytals do it. Like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Lipstick Vogue. I like the drum. I mean, this is like the one song that I pulled like, oh, I could listen. You know, the, the drums on this song alone were 
But one of the people that were gushing online about this album said the drummer was so amazing and talked about one of the drum fills. And they said the drum fill made who was, who was the who was the drummer we did covered on the the Who? Keith Moon. Keith Moon. They said the drum fills on this make Keith Moon sound like a kid tapping a pencil. Oh god! Oh really? Oh, and that wow. angered me. I don't yeah. Know about that. Yeah. That, that seems. That seems I'm cool. telling you, people online fucking love this album. They go crazy. It's it's night rally. This was also not on the American pressing because it was all about fascism. We've kind of taking a turn here. It's funny, but you never meet anybody in real life who's like a huge Elvis Costello fan, right? So it's just these yeah, internet have, people who right. are too afraid to Cowards. tell you they actually are a fan. Yeah. He's kind of also going kind of anti-establishment and anti-media, uh, which was on also what this last song was about, Radio Radio. Now check this out. Radio Radio, this is the song... And it's pretty much about like how terrible media companies are. It's kind of what it's about. So, Aaron, this is that song you hate. It's anti nerd. It's anti radio. But I mean, what? How can you be anti radio? Because they weren't playing his songs, probably. Yeah, it's probably hard to find. I thought Cuba Gooding Jr. did a tasteful job of that movie. You know what I mean? How can you be anti radio? He's <laughs> there is a there, but there is a. I will say there is a tradition of anti radio songs, um, anti or Pro independent radio songs like Left of the Dial by the Replacements. Well, it's interesting you right now. It's interesting you bring this up actually because I actually like this song by the first song I've liked by the Replacements. Elvis speaking of Replacements, Elvis Costello <laughs> was playing less than zero on Saturday Night Live, and all of a sudden he said he stopped in the middle of the, of the recording live. And he said, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, there's no reason to do this song here. And he broke into Radio Radio. And Lauren Michaels was furious that he would change it up like that. Just absolutely Ooh. furious. And so Elvis Costello was banned from SNL. And in fact, he couldn't go back until he did on the 25th anniversary in 1999, where he interrupted the Beastie Boys. And listen to what he says. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but there's just really no reason to do this song here tonight. One, two, three, four. And then he plays Radio Radio again oh. with the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys are on the keyboards, on the on the drum, that's, and on the bass. That's cool. That is cool. It's an incredible show. That is cool. But he is like 57 years old in this, so he kind of comes out and he looks old as shit, especially compared to the Beastie Boys. That is cool. I mean, they're just boys. But it got me thinking. What are some other famous people who have been banned by SNL? And we normally don't do oh, a list. Oh, of the last I know time, a band who's been banned wow. by SNL. I know where this is going. Oh, Rob, you are doing fan service right now. You're giving our fans lip service, Rob. Pump it up. Oh, so the first one, the first one is in 1996, Steve Forbes, the Republican presidential candidate who was a big fan of a flat tax, which is so weird because he was a billionaire. Why would a billionaire want a flat tax? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't do a lot of math. Anyway, <laughs> who do they have as a who do they have as a musical guest? Who would love a Republican presidential candidate more than anyone else? Rage Against oh the Machine. Oh. Yes, they had Rage Against the Machine on. <laughs> and they came out and hung uh, American flags upside down on their amplifiers in protest. And they were actually taken down before the show. But here is Rage Against the Machine. 
immediately after this performance, they were asked to leave and they were banned from SNL. These guys rock so fucking hard. They've canceled their concert like three years in a row now. And I can't wait to see them live when they finally get Is Tom Morello playing with them again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tom Morello said, uh, you know, quote, Saturday Night Live is importantly a cutting edge show, but they prove they're bootlickers to their corporate masters. When it comes down to it, they're cowards. Ah, When you call somebody a coward, oh, it's the ultimate insult nowadays, isn't it? It's like, you coward. When musicians go on SNL now, is it still a big deal or not? Kind of not really, but it's, it's so sterile and so set up. And so, I mean, I don't know. It takes a lot to get like a really cool yeah. song or set or however you want to say it, it to me anyways. And then they come up every once in a while, somebody does like a really cool arrangement or a really cool cover. And you're like, well, that was pretty sweet. But then, you know, most new artists are just trying to sell their song. So they're trying to play one of their songs. I think, I don't know if uh, Lady Gaga did one recently that was like just completely off the wall, right? Like she doesn't need to sell any albums or anything. So she comes on and she could do something cool. And Mm -hmm, so when that happens, yeah, it's fun. But like rarely does that happen because probably because of Lauren Michaels and he's got to set them up with their, you know, whatever they're trying to sell. Yeah, it's the same. I saw Kendrick this year and Kendrick, I didn't love his new album, but um, he did the same thing where he did something sort of art concept that was interesting because it's Kendrick. He can do what he wants. And then I saw yeah. Drake and 21 Savage, which is like a fascinating collaboration, but I didn't really love the performance. I'll tell you, the best Saturday Night Live concerts you'll ever see is, I've said it before, it's Spoon and it's The Killers. Look it up. Very, very, very good. One, another person banned from SNL, okay? Because I know banned. you guys are into this list. Banned. They're banned, banned from SNL. I am into this list because I got to get to the one I'm, I want to hear. And, I, and I, I, was, I was like, boy, I'm trying to do some research on people who are banned. I'll watch The Last Waltz because I heard it's all about the band. And it was ah. not what I expected. <laughs> Turns out that's my bad. Okay, homophone. Uh, Frank Zappa, a person who we have not talked about, who I'm actually kind of a fan of until I listen to some stuff, and I'm like, I'm not a fan of this at all. But he was a host, and he was terrible. Listen. Thank you. And remember, I'm reading this off these cards underneath this camera here. They let him host? It's an awesome This was like in 76 or something. And he was terrible. I'm not even going to play it because it's so bad. And apparently he was so bad. He never came to practice. He was awful. He was so bad that at the end, when they say goodnight, a number of the of the staff members or, or cast members did not come out to wave goodbye to the crowd. That's how bad he was. They're like, we're not putting up with this. It's it, it, I don't know enough about Frank Zappa. This seems like a New York thing. This seems like a he's cool in New York or something like that. No, he was a like everyone will, no, he was a California guy. I think they just All thought, right. yeah, I think they thought he was going to be really subversive. And it turns out he's like, but he's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like an Andy Warhol type yeah. where like everybody knows yes. the name, but they don't know who the hell he is or what he is. They just know that he's kind of this cult figure in yeah. some circles and things. And so there's a really good documentary yeah. that came out last year about him. If you want to see it, it's, yeah. it's, it explains who he is really pretty well. Yeah. It's cool. It's really, yeah. Now probably the most famous person banned from banned. Saturday Night Live in our lifetime is uh, uh, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, right. And Sinead right. O'Connor uh, came out. Do you remember what song she was doing at the time? I, I recommend you go look it up. It was actually really good. Was it nothing compares to you? No, it was acapella Bob Marley War. Whoa, where she was doing it, no real? music, just saying it. Jeez. And apparently, and of course, at the end, she says, uh, "Know who the real enemy is," and she rips the up a picture of the Pope. Here it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over evil. 
the real enemy. Holy shit. If you're so sitting good. there thinking to yourself, wow, I wish I was watching the video like these guys are during the podcast. We're actually not. We're actually also listening to it, which is a little weird that we're all sitting around listening to a cassette tape as we do this. But uh, yeah, she ripped up a picture of the Pope and then uh, it kind of was like a, it was a huge deal and she was banned forever. Apparently he was, he was absolutely furious about it. But uh, I think the real thing that people forget there is that the version of War by Bob Marley she was doing was baller. Go listen to it. It was very, very good. I'm going to get us banned because the real thing people forget is that the Pope knows where those people are. Like, just fucking release the names of the people you're hiding, you dipshit, and then you wouldn't have to ban people from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, but they do a lot of good, too. They do a lot of good, too, Aaron. Yeah, right. Okay, have you ever they been know, to the Vatican? There's some are. nice, there's some cool-ass <laughs> shit in that place, man. It's the, I mean, really, if you think about it, it's kind of the original MTV Cribs. All right. <laughs> Over here is my reliquary. Oh, I was That's fucking Mark's finger, dude. That, oh, that shit. That is Mark's Keep finger. Oh, I love reliquaries. One of my favorite things. Uh, another group, banned. Banned. Banned in the USA. Aaron, DJ Muggs. Who am I talking about? Cypress Hill. Yes, he lit a J on stage. Oh, oh plan J. He's a shit start. Once again, Cypress Hill. And he says, they won't let me light a joint, so I'm going to. We ain't going out like that. And apparently everyone else in the band had agreed. They said, okay, you guys can smoke in the green room, but not anywhere else. And the band said, we should let a joint on stage. DJ Mug said that. And the band was like, no, it's a terrible idea. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and then he goes out there and is like, okay, fuck you guys. I'm going to light this joint on stage. And I was like. Who would ever do that where they get advice from, you know, coworkers, creative people they work with, and they get good advice, and it's good advice, and they should follow it, and then they just can't. They can't. I, it's the nature of the beast that they cannot do what they're supposed to, like be nice to people or whatever. I learned recently that, that Be Real from Cypress Hill was like a low-key sex symbol. Like, I, I always just thought of them as being like the band that smoked a lot of weed and made some, like, two songs that I knew about. But apparently this guy was, like, turning the ladies' heads back there in the, in the 90s, and I had no idea. Him and Method Man both. He, you know who else is a low-key sex symbol? Low -key. Girl, I just want to make love to you. The guy from Voice of Men. He was in the lowest key all the time. Hey. Rob, where would, where would the low-key Voice to Men guy rank on the sex oh. from 1 to 99 percentile? Girl, I just want to let you know I'm a 99 percent. I'm very confident because I have huge balls. They're so big, I'm putting them in the bottom, bottom drawer. They're going in my pants drawer, baby. The pants drawer, you know that's on the bottom because that's where the pants are. Now, that doesn't make sense, does it? Because your socks and underwear are always in the top drawer, yet where are you putting on your socks? On your feet. It should be the bottom drawer, folks. Let's get that switched around. Everybody move their sock drawer to the bottom. Right? That makes sense. It's just, hey, it's socks right there. Just put them on. Like I could put up. If you gave me... $10,000 and said, you can have this, but you have to put on a pair of socks standing up. I'd be like, well, no, I can't. I know I can't. I can't put on a pair of socks standing up. Plan J has reached. We're here again. Man, could you put on a pair of socks right now standing up? I could, yeah. Rob, maybe that's why people wear socks at a fuck fest because it's so awkward. Like when you're done with you the sit fuck down. fest to be like, hey, I've got to go. Can I go sit, use that bench over there and sit down? And I'll tell you what, socks on? if you're on one of those really short carpets, you know, like an outdoor, indoor, outdoor carpet and your taint hits yes. that thing, you're like, this is the most uncomfortable. Oh, no. Or what's worse, your taint hits a shag carpet. Like it's really thick oh. carpet. You'd be like, oh, something. 
I'm leaving behind something here, I think. <laughs> At least shoes, you can just sickly. slide those things on. And you don't even have to tie them. You can just walk out of the fuck fest. But the socks, you literally would have to go sit down somewhere. You'd have to go sit down. I, I yeah. could not put on a pair of socks stand up. Does that mean I should go see a doctor? That probably means I should go see a doctor, right? <laughs> I think that's a good test. If you can't put on a pair of socks, make a doctor's appointment today. Get that checked out. <laughs> All right. And we all remember what we were talking about. It's the list. Okay. It's the I'm list. Waiting. This waiting I'm waiting. This Very band. cool list on the last song that everybody loves. They think it's yes. a good idea. Very cool band. 1986. The Pointer Sisters are coming to SNL. Okay. Well, what does Lorne Michaels hate more than anything else? Neutron dances. Sisters. No, I'm just kidding. It, th- listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate these fucking neutron dances. Um, Sisters. I hate this neutron. Wait, wait. wait. I'm gonna, Matt made I'm gonna, such a good joke, and Rob has no idea. They're just living in parallel, <laughs> parallel universes. I'm gonna edit this. I'm gonna edit this so my joke sounds good too. I'm. I hate the neutron dance, baby. Is that Lauren Michaels? <laughs> what the fuck is a neutron dance? That's a Pointer Sisters song. You don't know the neutron dance? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, well, no. Guess what I'm we're sorry. doing now? Why did I ask? Okay. Uh, you might want to be like, oh, by the way, let's look at this video just real quick. Big, big shoulder pads. Huge shoulder pads. Uh, has everyone been to the bathroom tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you all jiggling. All right, the people are going to come in in five minutes. I'm okay, I don't care what's going on. You don't know the Neutron Dance? This no, song? I don't, but I'm glad you're playing it for me. Oh, okay. Very nice, very nice. I don't want to take it in this is one of the greatest Beverly Hills Cop, by the way, soundtrack. So good. Now listen, what I I I always liked the Pointer Sisters when they weren't so uh, they weren't such a big group. They weren't so famous. They weren't so big. They were back then. They were just the Pinky Sisters. But I didn't like it later when they uh, were too vulgar and rude. <laughs> they were the Middle Finger Sisters. All right. So listen, 1986, the Pointer Sisters cancel last minute. What when, when they were the Whole Fist Sisters? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I went to that place in Vegas. That is not on my, not on the fixture frame. We'll get in trouble for going to Whole Fist Sisters. Listen, here's the deal. Listen. Pointer Sisters can't come in. Their band cancels last minute. Oh no, what are we going to do? Little Don't G- fit through the door. Shoulder pads, too big. Can't get on G.E. Smith, who blew my mind when I was watching VH1 and I realized the guy from Saturday Night Live was also the main guitar player in Hall & Oates. Okay, blew, blew my mind. Still blows my mind. But G.E. Smith says, hey, I got a band I love. Let's bring them in. So they bring them in. The host is Harry Dean Stanton. This band comes in. They do great during the rehearsal. They go backstage <laughs> into their get dressing room. Shit-faced. <laughs> get absolutely fucking blasted with Harry Dean Stanton. Just get fucking hammered. And on the way out, their guitarist, Bob Stinson, was so Stinson. drunk that he fell. Stinson. 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 Uh, Raymond. Let me edit that. Uh, Stinson. Stinson. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to edit that in. It's going to sound great. Uh, he was so hammered that he fell and broke his, he just fell on his guitar and broke it. Much like a, a lightsaber, maybe, that a kid's going to play with tomorrow. Maybe not pay attention. Just hope he gets to 12 hours. Yeah, Smash that's it. That's all I'm okay. for. Yes, the horn, the horn goes through an Alice Coltrane record that's the, oh, no. smashed. Oh, no. They go out and they are fucking hammered and they are so drunk that they are immediately banned from Saturday Night Live. Folks, it's the replacements. Yes. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, they're playing Kiss Me on the Bus. Oh, no. <laughs> it's also 
sounds terrible. Darn it. He just yells darn it into the mic. Darn it. <laughs> Almost like he's apologizing for maybe doing too much of something before so or during banned. the show. So they were banned, huh? And unlike some people, they don't run the thing that they're doing. And so they can't get banned. I actually, some people can't get banned from things that they do. Maybe they go overboard, do too much, but you have to have them around. I did know that story about their placements, but to hear you tell it, Rob, was just marvelous. Thank you for doing Guys, lip service for our fans. I would say that was a top better list five list. That was Rob, that was a great list. Top five tonight. Very good. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite joke from that list bit? Aaron, you favorite go first. Band. What was your favorite joke? It was the band that was banned. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Pinky I mean, Sisters. I thought that was a good one. I like the Fist Sisters. That was a good one. That wasn't my joke. Okay, let's be clear. That was not mine. So. The, the idea of Robbie being at a fuck fest and like being like, hey, I'm sorry. I know I know you don't want me sitting down on the edge of your bed here, but I need to sit down to put my, my socks, socks on. You're the winner, ding, ding, ding. Not being able to put on socks it was the winner. Thank you. Like everybody's left the house and it's just the homeowner sitting there waiting for Rob to leave. And he's like sitting there pulling his socks up. And- yeah. Hey, can you take my socks off? No, 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 no. You did this to me last time. You tricked me. I know you like it when I take your socks off, you sicko. No, it's not sexual. It just feels good. Yeah, right. That's what you said last time. Then you, then you had to go in my bedroom and you said you wanted to use my drawers. Now you're back. It's so strange. Let's talk. Rob, let's read this out. If you went to if you went to one of those fuck fests and people were into wet look, you might have to wear aqua socks. <laughs> Listen, I love, I love when a woman and I can get in the water, we make sweet love to each other, fool around a little bit. Just the, yep. just the. She's wet. I'm covered in water, wet hair. But then I'm touching the bottom. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I better put on these aqua socks. <laughs> the always fun sex in water. Oh man, this is going to be awesome. Uh, no, it's not actually. All right, listen. Is this album at 121? Okay. And of course, is this album a rolling well-toned? It is perfect at 121. This is the kind of album where you simply put on the socks standing up and you don't even think about it. You don't think about how maybe some people in your life can't do it. And now that they're th- realizing that they're having thoughts about choices they've made in their life. Okay. And it's not a big deal. That's a rolling well-toned. Is this album, should it have been higher up on the list? When we say higher up, it means we would have covered it already. It's kind of like we're going down the mountain. We're actually getting worse and worse. Hey, I climbed down Mount Everest. Said nobody you've ever heard of, because that's not something cool to do except for us. We are going down and this album should have been earlier. That means it got rolling boned. It should have been earlier on the list. We should have already covered it. We could have maybe done a back-to-back with Elvis and Elvis Costello, something to think about. Or is this album too high on the list. And when I say too high, the number is too low. So that higher, this is a rolling groan. Nobody likes Uh. it. Okay. They think maybe we're talking too much about the album. We shouldn't spend this much time on the album. We should move along and do other things with our lives. Okay. I hear you. We're moving on right now. Let's make a big rush. Is this a rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? This year's model. This one had a lot of catchy tunes on it. I could easily see, hey, if you have a playlist and pump it up or one of these songs come on, enjoying it for three or four minutes, moving on and, and enjoying that as part of what you listen to occasionally. But for me, the whole album was a bit much. I like the bass. I like the organ, um, but the organ was just too much for me. I wanted to like it, but it, it was over the top. So I also I got to say, 
this was probably one of the least like inspired I've felt by any of the albums we've listened to. There was no part of me that wanted to read Hard more to about it or read more about the music or what was going into the the inspiration behind it. And maybe that's just me, but this one wasn't for me. I'm going to say it's rolling grown too high on the list. Hard to agree with that inspired Russell. I, I totally agreed. I kind of dreaded. I don't want to say I dreaded seeing you guys and talking about this, but I don't know what else to say. It's the way it was. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown? Yeah, I can't say it any better than Russell. Every one of these songs, if I heard it on its own, would be fun and exciting. But as a whole, I'm just not sure that top to bottom it stacks up with other things we're going to hear and other things we have heard. So I'm going to give it a rolling groan. All right, Matt, rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan. What do you think? Um, I was surprised that I didn't mind the album when I, when I was listening to it this week. And like I was texting with Rosie on our double secret text chain, you know, the problem with this album is, is that there's just too much other things out there. Like this just takes a backseat to like mm-hmm. everything. And I think the, the uninspired, uh, that Russell talked about is, is like the, that, that kind of just, that's the best way to describe it. It's just, it's very uninspiring. It's kind of like, okay, well, that's kind of cute. That's nice. So I too think rolling uh, grown should be way down the list compared to a lot of the things that we're coming up against here in the next few weeks. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. I hate to what? say that to you. I really do. Guys, this is a rolling deck loan. Declan. <laughs> yeah, his real name is Declan Patrick McManus. Now, this does sound like an album that a, Pat, a Declan Patrick McManus would make. Like if you said, "Hey, is he, Ir- is you- he Irish?" I-, I think he's English, but okay, I think he's British. Actually, I'm English. Uh, yeah, his <sighs> Aaron kind of ruined my bit. I had a good yeah, joke at the end, apologies. and I, now I don't even so want to sorry. say it. Born in London. <laughs> yeah, born in London, England. I'm serious. I had such a good joke, and it was so good. <laughs> I it's just, rolling deck loan, Rob. I rolling just, Yeah, I just can't go back though. I can't go back and redo it. So we're just gonna skip it. Okay. Just so just right. just imagine that I said, oh, I mean, it was it wasn't like pinky face finger sisters good, but it was good. Uh, listen, next up. Okay. I've been wanting to say this to you guys for a while. <laughs> not, things are not good. But sometimes I sometimes I hold back. I hold back with you guys. You know, sometimes I think things and I don't say them and I always regret it. So I'm going to say this to you guys right now. I want to fuck you like an animal. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I just have to pick the animal. Do you guys know any animals that get really tired and then cries and apologizes at the end? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. A sloth or something. Yeah, sorry. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. I know I have wide hips and I'm, I sweat on you a little bit. That's my bad. When you want to hear Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, Nine Inch Nails. Downward spiral. <laughs> Downward spiral. Beating it into the side, or whatever we were talking about, right? It keeps beating you in the side. I was screwing the sidewalls. <laughs> that was this episode. By the way, Aaron screwing the sidewall story. This episode. Better. Where you thought it was going to be about Aaron changing a tire, but he never did. No. <laughs> like that was the twist of that story. He's like, "Hey, did you change the tire?" No, no, I didn't change the tire. <laughs> he drove to the tire shop. Like, change the tire. Change the tire. He go to the tire shop. That's why you go to the store. First, yeah, I dropped okay. off my kids. Then I went to the tire shop. And you know what's ironic about the guys in the tire shop? There's always coffee. Well, no wonder they're tired. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke at the end. I'm gonna edit that into the Declan one. <laughs> Can we, can we get our triangle at the end or not? It was really good. Oh, I thought you, don't you have a bit, Russell? You're not going to. No, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Let me look at the episode time. Ooh, hour 15. We just made it. Nailed so it. So good. <laughs> 
It's time to say, to say This is the greatest bit we've got <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stupid oh, Marvelous <laughs>